Jeez. Is that Lauren Kelly over there? Uh, this is him. Yeah, you've got the, him. The one and only Lauren Kelly out there. That's right. That's right. Well, many many of your listeners have probably heard of me. Yeah, they have. I mean, you're a big yeah. guy out there. And, and, yeah. And, you know, I just want to I just want to say a few <laughs> things shaking. from the outset over here. Can you hear me all right, Lauren? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hear you good. I hear you so, good. So, you know, we don't know what we're doing over here. We're kind of experimenting with podcasts. We both like podcasts. But I'm going to set, you know, a few ground rules over here for, for the podcast listeners. Um, I, I hope that's okay with you. That work, is, handsome? Does it work for me? Yeah. Does or are it you work talking to me? yourself? No, I'm talking uh, to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it works for me. Because yeah. we didn't go over let's any hear it. rules. We didn't let's, go let's over hear what it. we're going to talk about or any rules. Or yeah, rule, rule number one, make it campy as you could possibly make no, it. No, rule number one yeah. <laughs> is, you know, we're at Bolt. You're a few years older than me at Bolt, and we're friends. And, and we kind of have a... You know, a a little bit of a that? big big brother younger brother relationship at work because you're a so lot sweet. more experienced in that space, and there's a lot I learned from you. But in this in this we're we're out in the world right now, so I, I'm likely you know the big dog. On oh, you think podcast. in the in terms of being like a worldly, a worldly like wise, a wise, smart articulate, smart person, going to have an you're, impact on the world. You're I'm the likely, you're I, the I big like brother. If you look at both of our trajectories. I'm the big dog there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're doing great at Bolt, dude. You're doing great at Bolt. <laughs> so I just want to make sure, you know, because I want the power structures to be, you know, like aligned. Right, and, right. And you have a very libertarian outlook on life, so you should Says who? be fine with, you know, I don't know. I, that's what I've gotten from a lot of our conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fair. I'm drinking some sake over here. Uh, I I know you don't love alcohol so much. Like it's a little, yeah. it's a little hard for you to drink. It has an impact on you, right? Yeah, I I don't love alcohol. It kind of, uh, it takes a lot to get to a point where it's fun, and then I and then I feel terrible. And even if I even if it's not fun, and I just am like, oh, I kind of feel tired from drinking this booze. I'm still gonna feel ter- terrible. So yeah, I don't, I don't love it, but I'm doing this for you, buddy. Dude, you you do a lot of nice things for me. Are, are you right. you prefer marijuana, right? I prefer a little. Yeah, I prefer a little greenery. Um, I uh, I probably smoked you know a fair amount of it in my day. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. do you still like to smoke during the day? I smoked today, dude. I smoked before this podcast. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. I got these really cool um, glass joints. It looks like a little crack pipe, oh, but shit. but basically what it is, it's like a little vial and it's full of flour, and it's got this other little pipe with like a rubber connector on the end, and you yeah. plug that in, and you just you just go to town, dude. Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really convenient, and it's easy. It's like you know, it's it's pretty powerful. You know, it just rips. You do you do some waking and baking sometimes with your girl, or you? I rarely like, wake and bake because I like my I like the mornings. I have a lot of energy in the morning. I yeah, I have yeah. a nice clarity in the morning. It's it's, right. it's, it's it's like a good thing. And I, if I need to get shit done, then I don't. But like on a weekend, maybe you know when I'm doing a, a, a quote unquote podcast with my little brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. AKA the big dog over here. Oh, is that the is that the name of? Uh... I you know I just signed up. I they asked me what we call our podcast, <laughs> and they dog. asked me what my name is on the podcast. <laughs> so I put in Big Dog, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll have a little power trip for a second, or try to, because I've been stuck in a fucking house for six weeks in Lake Tahoe. So yeah, I like it. I you like know, it. I'm just doing my thing, and and you're on your. Has it been six roof. weeks? 
excuse me. Yeah, it been six weeks. I know. I feel like it's the longest sh- six weeks and the shortest six weeks. Like it's weird. Like yeah. I feel like it wasn't that long ago that we were in Tahoe when it was dumping and everyone oh was stuck god. there. Oh my god! And you were so close to coming over. Yeah. Yeah, what dude. What, did? what happened that time? How come you guys didn't actually come over to the to to my house? Where you guys just like, just like, didn't want to come to a coworker's house or just fucking nervous about coming over to my house or just like went yeah back. No, I, yeah we're we we're uncomfortable with you basically you were uncomfortable with me i was trying to make you guys so comfortable yeah no i'm just kidding we i don't remember oh we had been around like her friends it dumps dude it dumped there was like five feet of yeah, snow and so we couldn't get to your place that first day that we didn't have a place like, it was just easier for us to go to that hotel yeah that first day and then we just said fuck it and stayed there for another night and dude i feel like i feel like it would have taken our relationship to the next level you know because i i like i mentioned yesterday i probably would be hearing you stuffing your girlfriend in my house yeah i mean i don't i don't know if we should get any closer you know what i mean oh yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. we we gotta keep some boundaries yeah yeah because um because we're coworkers or because we're friends Cause I'm your big brother, dude. Yeah, and you can't and always you be hanging it. out with me, bro. I do a lot of cool shit. Yeah, you're a cool guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you got a big long, <laughs> big nice guy. Yeah, from, not from Florida, man. Yeah, well, that's cool, dude. I uh, Jewish schlong, though. Yeah, dude, you put the long and schlong. The only there, thing Jewish about me is my schlong. What? <laughs> yeah. Right, you're circumcised, right? It, yeah, it carries on to the traditions, yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like a lot of, like, what My we dick had... is very Abrahamic. It's, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I feel like a lot of our initial jokes that we had, like, early on in our friendship were about, like, Jewish stuff, interestingly, because you know a lot more about Judaism than I know about Christianity. And you had dealt with, like, a lot of Jewish people, kind of. You know, yeah. and like you had a lot of jokes about them that were like really hitting a chord for me because I was like, wow, Lauren's such a fucking non-Jewish guy, but he's making fun of Jewish people in a really funny way. <laughs> that's like a somewhat accurate portrayal. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Was it cool? I think I really liked it, specifically when we were in Las Vegas and you were kind of imitating a certain um, Orthodox man that <laughs> you've had a lot of a lot of interactions with. We call him Oishi. Uh, dude, I mean, that was really <laughs> comical to me. I feel like, you, I feel like what you did yeah. was pick up on a side of my religion that was, like, really funny to me as an insider. And you're such an outsider and you're making fun of it that I was like, you know, this is really funny. Well, the, the common thread in all of that is, like, a fundamentalist thing. Like, when you're kind of in it and you understand some like you understand religion from lots of different <laughs> angles i guess then then like you 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 always have that in common with other people who like you know i guess are like secular but religious but right, know, grew up in a right, faith right right i think that's totally because they're the same kind of people across you know across religions like the people who are really fundamentalist they have the same interesting sort yeah, of yeah i feel like we both grew up where like we were somewhat exposed to like fundamentalist people in an insular small society you know yeah lehigh acres Dude, florida you grew bro. Up with a bunch of hicks in florida right yeah well, well there were hicks bro i mean florida's just a 
it's a mismatch of people. I feel like it gets a crazy rap, but it's kind of just like, I don't know, any other place really. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of poor people down like where I grew up, I guess. And I feel like, um, yeah, they're not that much different. Some of them have Southern accents, but like, and they drive big trucks, you know, and they, they roll around and, you know, the mud and stuff. Yeah. They do know. some crazy shit. They but... kill, you know, they eat that. That, that pig they kill out, you know, killing 80 hogs or whatever. Yeah, dude. They they really go hunting and all that shit. And I watch those videos on YouTube sometimes. Uh, are you uh, – so, so serious question, sort of. Like, do you feel like – so you kind of left the fundamentalist, like, kind of area you grew up in. But, like, what is it about – do you feel like you're totally disconnected from it? And, like, is there anything about it that you kind of, like, miss or, like, still value? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any way you can disconnect from that. Um, if you grew up in it, it, it deeply in it, I think you that. Um, it has a really, I don't know, just, like, front of your mind. So yeah. it's always a part of you, and I think it's always, it makes life interesting because you're trying to sort through that framework in a logical way or in like a very like front brain way. I don't know. Your subconscious is sort of always bound to those things. It's really hard to, mm. to break that, you know? So. so is that like, yeah, it's like talking about like, you know, Jesus and like God being in your life or like doing something bad that there's going to be repercussions for it. Like shit like that. Yeah, I think like as you when you come out of the faith, it's less connected to those names or to the specific dogma. Ah. It's just that framework of um, what is right and wrong and what you should feel guilty about. And um, it's interesting because some of it is very real and very true. And there's some deep, profound wisdom in a lot of it. But then also some of it, I think could make you harbor guilt for not a good reason. Right. Or, um, yeah. to make you really struggle with like, I don't know, like just, just being, I think a lot of my friends who have grown up that way struggle with like, uh, sort of a guilt trip. They, they, they feel they struggle with depression, honestly, because they're, they just feel down on themselves. Uh, yeah. because it's so much about like, if you do these things, your life will work out just fine. And, uh, <laughs> and then you find out, well, I didn't do all those things because no one can be held to that standard. And, yeah. and, and your life is also shit because like, whatever. So yeah. you just, people take a lot of that weight and responsibility on themselves and they think they dig like a hole in their mind and it's really hard to get out of that. And then a lot of people hang on to that, that faith portion because it's such a, an anchor, right? So they can always go back to that well. Um, but that's the well that's sort of making them feel like shit. Yeah, dude, I totally get that. And they're like the guilt part is so real. That stays with you for such a long time, you know? You have guilt you for like... just asking questions. You have guilt for just asking yeah. questions. And it's a deep-seated guilt because you can't even acknowledge the the doubt that you have in your mind. You know what I mean? Just acknowledging that it is, is a dangerous path, right? For someone who has grown up in faith and really believes that the repercussions of them turning away from that or them thinking of it differently uh, 
are that they're gonna burn in hell forever, right? So yeah, so that shit's scary, dude. Yeah, so you want to have it, it as insurance, and you never want to question that piece. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think it's a really dangerous and really interesting and open thing to open yourself up to 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 ask those questions. I think you have to. I don't know. I, I like, and I guess it's because I'm so far removed from it now. Like, you know, I'm 34. I, I haven't really been an active part of the church since I was like maybe 19. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Dude, I mean, this this is close to my heart. I mean, I feel I I still feel a lot of religious guilt about stuff, and I feel like I'm intellectually past it, but like emotionally, like so not past it. And it's like still constantly on my mind. I think the difference though, like I think Judaism does encourage you to ask questions, but within like the Orthodox world that I grew up in, they expect you to stay in it. So they expect you to like keep keeping kosher, keep keeping Shabbat, keep doing all the fucking laws, everything. But like, you're allowed to like ask questions. I feel like it sounds like where you grew up, it was like even asking those questions was a no, no. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, well, you just, it, I guess it wasn't a no-no. It was just, and even sometimes it was. Inc- it's just if you ask those questions, then you're fucked, like, or it's like, it's rude, or it's like, that's, you're on the path to like going to hell if you, if those questions are coming up. I think that you have to suspend your disbelief at a lot of points. Like, if you have a pretty critical mind, like, even as a kid, right? There's just things in, probably any fundamentalist religion, but the one that I know best, Christianity, there are things that just don't jive with your compass where you're like, God, how could God do that? Or just like things that don't make sense. Right. You're like, and also why is this so confusing? Like if we have connection to the creator of the universe, why did he make it so fucking tough? (laughs) But they're just like things that like a seven year old child, an eight year old child has come up in their mind, you know? Um, yeah, and yeah. people, I don't think they discourage it. I think that if you grow up somewhere that believes what with their heart what they believe in, they try to make a deep effort to attach logic and reason to their faith, right? Like apolog- apologetics yeah. in the Christian church, uh, in the Baptist church, which is like, you know, if God was a loving God, why would he have all this, you know, just like those basic questions that people have, like refuting atheism, essentially. Um, But it never quite makes sense. It just never, it never quite hung the bell. It just was like, okay, for for now, I guess, you know, like, but, but yeah, I, I, but you were raised by people who thought that, that, you know, who believed this doctrine like wholeheartedly, right? Like it was imbibed in that. Yeah, very, very, very deeply. So um, to the point where scripture is pretty much literal, you know, to the T. Um, This is the sort of like thing that causes thinking like, you know, the earth is 6,000 years old and um, God. Right. Like actual fundamentalist about yeah like we hung out with dinosaurs you know it gets pretty wacky it's pretty wacky dude dude i know i you say that we we we've been (laughs) together like blasted out of our minds and in montana and we saw the we saw the the humans were just chilling with those you know those cats adam and eve they were just fucking chilling with the dinos dude 
And then, yeah. and then Adam was coming. He was butt naked with his wife, you know. And they were just having fun, just you know. And then it all happened. Whose one is? I've heard of it, but I don't know who it is. A guy in the Bible that supposedly lived for like nine hundred years or something. But there's these uh-huh. very specific stories, right? Like uh, Noah, right? Your your name's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so do most Jewish people see that as a parable more so than oh, a literal yeah. period of time when Noah literally got every animal on the planet two by two into a fucking boat? No, I think a lot of Jew, smart Jews think that it's a parable. And I think Jews are like more comfortable with like the whole thing as an allegory. But frankly, I think like people like my parents. So what we have in common, like my parents are also... I think take the Bible literally in a lot of the same ways that you think of it. I think they're critical thinkers in some ways, but they completely suspend their critical thinking when it comes to religion. And, you know, a part of it, and I don't that you know, this, I, I, this isn't like an anti-Christian thing. I just think my parents are like much closer to like fundamentalist Christians than they are to like authentic, like Jewish tradition. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, I really shouldn't say that on the recording. That's like that. That would that would literally like disown me from like ever getting any money from my dad. But like you know, they've just been so influenced by like they're more American and Christian. You know, they they're they're assimilated Jewish people in the American experience. But they like also believe this stuff like very very literally. And you know, my mom has said multiple times that never once in her life like did she doubt the existence of God. Um, and it sounds like your mom might say something similar or believe or have as much concrete faith in God, which is obviously something, you know, me and you grew up in really different environments. But like this is a generational gap, I think, you know, it has to be. We're just so much more skeptical. Yeah, I think maybe it's a generational gap. I also think that faith like in very like really really strong religious faith has probably always been um tied to socioeconomic status yeah so a lot of you know a lot of people in the south which is what i'm familiar with that um that are in you know poor communities they're they're just very religious you know they're there's they're still following those traditions yeah yeah dude. um do you uh so, do you consider yourself yeah. like a secular person now? Like would you call yourself secular? Yeah. Yeah. I call myself secular. I don't know what to call myself, man. I think Dude, what uh, are the labels for like a guy like you, you know, you're you're an oddity, you know? Well, this is one of the things like when you opened up the show, like I don't even I don't like to say libertarian. Like I guess I definitely have libertarian tendencies. Dude, like I think you're just ingrained into my a, personality. I think you're definitely closest to libertarian out of any political party. Yeah, I know, but I don't like to say it because uh, as soon as you say it, people have yeah. some connotation with that, right? So it's the same thing with like these, you know, claiming to be, a, you know, secular or religious or spiritual, or they all have such weird connotations. Like, like I'm a very spiritual person. Yeah, spiritual, um, but not religious. It's just gross. I just feel like you're dumb. My hands say, dude. Yeah, that, that's gonna make me think you're probably kind of dumb, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and you might not be, but the fact that you said you were spiritual, I just feel like, ugh. You know, yeah, dude. You're like, are we gonna what is that? drink some some moon juice together yeah. and you know lay out the crystals yeah. at night? We both love going to music festivals. <laughs> <laughs> she's got like a salt cave, you know. She's hanging out in. 
Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. I, uh, I, I agree. It's though it's it's interesting to think about like what words mean and like spiritual. Who the fuck knows what? That means? <laughs> Seriously, like who the fuck knows? I, I actually think it's people trying to reach out to like say like, oh, there's more to me than just like my job and other things. Like there are other things I right. care about. That's what I think it means in like normal American lexicon. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I just think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just for me, I guess, it just has such a, a woo-woo connotation to yeah. say spiritual. I imagine, like, dream catchers. And, yeah, you dude. Know. You know, sometimes what I mean by spiritual, dude, and, and just so you know, I'm drinking about three I'm, – I'm about halfway through my sake bottle. Not saying not to say, I, you know, I can still think very clearly. I'm just I'm – now, now I'm walking <laughs> around, and I'm in my underwear, and I'm feeling, like, way looser. But that's good. You know, that's great. You know what I, I think of kind of sometimes when I think of spiritual and this could this is, I, you know, I don't know. But like sometimes when I'm talking to you and like, you know, or we're at work and we're talking about fucking checkout and fraud for e-commerce sites, like <laughs> fucking fascinating shit, you know, really like yeah, we're, yeah, we're, in the, yeah. we're, we're in the future. Let me tell you, you know, me and you asking the tough giving questions, people yeah. better, better user experiences on fucking websites. It's great. But, uh, you know, sometimes when, like, we get so knee-deep into it and I got Jay up my ass, you know, at 8 p.m. asking me about how the Molecules deal is doing. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I want there to be more to my life than just this. Then, like, and we even have a community of friends. But, like, just because the community of friends at work is around, like, this technology, like, sometimes you, I'm like, well, what about, like, the other parts of me that, like, want expression, you know, even in a daily moment? You know, and that's like spiritual. It's like, hey, dude, there's yeah. More but do you here. think that that's partly your fault for being lazy in your conversations with people? Yeah, like but... you don't have to talk about both. Like I know it's a, it's easy, and you can you can get attached to those things and want to talk to your good people at work about those things. But also, like you you probably have to. You know, people are down to talk if you if you that, no, that's, sort of open the that's door. totally true. I just feel like during the week and this pro- applies to you more than it does to me because your girlfriend works at Bolt, too. But like we're always like this is our community of friends that we're around all week. So like we end up just talking about it so much. And like we all like each other for our personalities. But the thing that's bringing us together and generally all our conversations are still around like the technology. And granted, come on, dude, like Silicon Valley, like people, it's such a secular place that people substitute. I won't say substitute religion, but they substitute something like their community is around their job. You know, that's where. Yeah, because, dude, because we get a lot of meaning from a community. And we get a lot of meaning from uh, being in a like-minded or like a, a similar mission to the people in that community. We're all on a path. We're all trying to get somewhere. We're all trying to do something. What we're trying to do with Bolt is, you know, it is what it is. Um, but that sort of thing is something that rallies people together. And you coalesce around this, like, this, this common this common goal. And, you know, it's all for, like... I don't know. It's all for the betterment of the individuals that are there financially, which is some level of like freedom for them. Yeah. Um, so there are like deep, meaningful things about that that connect people. Uh, but what are you going to do outside of it? Like, you know, I think it's just a really easy thing to fall into because it's connected to how you're making money. Oh yeah. And, and what I do all every day from Monday to Friday, you know, 
And, yeah, and I'm it's where new, most of your focus and yeah, energy is going. Focus. And I'm in a new city and all that stuff. Like, I don't have, you know, I don't have a community of friends completely right outside of that in San Francisco. You know, that's like, you know. Right. And that's what you share with those people. It's like this really common thing that you can pull on that you can that you can all talk about. Yeah. You all share similar frustrations or whatever. But to replace that with something more meaningful, I think is a is a great goal. It's a, certainly a, a very lofty goal. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the type of things that like you know people make movies about, right? Like yeah. if you actually are doing something with a group of people on a really meaningful mission. You know, and hopefully it's also paying the bills. Then yeah, dude, that's, that's, the that's, that's everything. That's the shit, dude. That's what we want to do, right? Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people want to do. I, but I think, like, the problem with the way that, I don't know, that I think that you're thinking about is you won't be completely satisfied until you're, like, you, you see this, like, as partly that spiritual piece and this community piece, and you're on a mission to something really meaningful, yeah. not just checkout and fraud. And that's a really killer combo, but, like, all these experiences that you're having right now, like, prepare you for that. Yeah, that's and... totally true. It's so just... you, got the, you got a part of it right now. You have this cult right now Little of cult, cult people. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, dude, that's how we're on a fucking podcast talking about not checkout and fraud stuff is through Bolt. Because we're really on this podcast because – Fucking Ryan Breslow was a little nerdy guy in college, or he dropped out of college, I guess, in high school. And he was, instead of hanging out with girls, he was just fucking building Coding, websites bro. for people. You know what he was doing, dude. Ryan and Breslow, that's his, dude, 15 That's years his old. passion. That's his mission. Yeah, that's, dude. That's you, something he, like, brought together. This yeah, and you know around. what? I make fun of him now, but he, oh, shit, dude. Is this recording going to be on fucking anchor i hope this I, this could get me fired dude i love ryan breslow dude He's my inspiration. <laughs> uh <laughs> you know? yeah i mean also i think you can you know there's probably some privacy settings over there you can tinker with dude i really need to fucking make sure this doesn't get out on the web and then dude. also you can you can edit it you know you yeah, can chop dude. and screw this dude, shit you can drop in ryan some breslow, sound effects I, I think it's amazing what he did dude the guy's the fucking court he's got courtiers around him he's like He's like a like a prince in Spain in the 14th century. He's got <laughs> he's got fucking Justin telling him this. He's got he's got Dave telling him this. He's got a bunch of people who are older and wiser than him just kind of telling him what to do, dude, and you know, just has to kind of figure it out. God. It's hot as balls here, dude. I'm just on a roof. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. You getting some sun over there? Getting some getting a lot of sun. Woo. Yeah, dude. That's that's great, dude. Yeah, you know it's good to talk about all the community stuff that we're that we're uh, that we're always uh, we're always schmoozing about. You know ourselves. You know finding that community, finding that you know the stuff that really connects all the humans. You know. Yeah, sure. No, I didn't hear anything you just said because yeah. my Wi-Fi cut out. Oh yeah, dude. I, <laughs> I like, have to stay on this little patch of the roof. Dude, uh, I think we're we're good. We're 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 getting getting our through our way through our first thirty minutes of the podcast we've ever done in our entire yeah. life. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty impressive. I think I think like um, one of the goals of this was to just learn how I want to be and sound and have a voice and like what Dude, yes what I wanted it yeah. to be like. So um, and what the cadence would be like and um, where I can improve. So. I think like one, don't get super fucking high right before. You can maybe get really high. <laughs> That's rule number one. 
don't get too high because you know it does make you less articulate for sure um sometimes it goes the other way sometimes i get out of it and then i feel really about a being about a spick you know yeah i actually think yeah. you sounded great man i really do you know yeah but you know yesterday we do we had such a good conversation i wish that was a podcast but i feel yeah. like if we keep doing this uh you know and we don't have to release everything we can just do our own pace we can edit something to a 10 minute podcast whatever we think is cool um but like we just keep doing it we'll get better at it yeah i i i want to like keep experimenting with it this is the first time i think we've ever been conscious about what we're saying you know like when we're talking yeah you know yeah and it's yeah you know Oh, that's the, that's the downside and the upside to it, right? It's like, you can get too conscious of what you're saying and try yeah. to overthink it. Where am I going no, but, well, as, I, as soon as I started drinking, I'm, I'm honestly starting to feel like we're just on a phone call. You know, you know that's why nice. I drink, because it makes me think about it less. You know? I get loosey-goosey, dude. I get loosey-goosey, My... dude. And I don't know. I just want to make sex jokes about Ryan Breslow for some reason. I don't know why. I, I know, but here's the thing. So when you were talking about ground rules, um we can't maybe find a bolt no 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 maybe as we do this we one of the rules that we have is that we just don't mention bolt directly or talk about yeah we can't we can't mention bolt i i Um, totally agree and we don't even have to do this like no we have to be able to reference bolt dude it's like it's like so much of our yeah yeah yeah. we work at a common place whatever dude it's fine um we so we can always mention it but i think it's just like trying to um like making rules so we talk about it less. So, yeah you know, i think like tech and startups and shit are cool we can always talk about that but i think it keeps us far enough away from like the that like topic deeply so that'd be good yeah yeah dude i totally agree i think I think it would be really fun to try and see how this would work if we had like a third person in here that we were trying to get stuff yeah, out of. Yeah, I, I do too. I think we should, yeah. yeah, I think we should just like, yeah, experiment with shit, dude. Try different shit, get different people to come on. Um, and, and we're doing this like, it, I, like, I was talking with Renee the other night and she was like, you know, there's so many podcasts out there, you know. I was like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Uh, I'm not doing this so, like, you know, I can uh, overnight, we're going to turn this into like some crazy shit. I'm doing this just because, like, this yeah. experience is cool. Like, it's interesting to find out how to do this. Um, yeah. I totally understand agree. it and how to have better conversations in general and how to have better conversations uh, that might appeal to an audience. Totally. I think, like, Right. The goal here is like sometimes like when at our best, we have really, really good chemistry in our conversations and we're able to like explore interesting stuff that's top of mind for both of us. To me, the goal is like, can we get to a point where we could get that for like we can communicate in a way that's like very clear and open, but like completely ourselves to an audience that's not 100 percent or and better. Right. And I think like it's also an improvement on not only those skills that it takes to do that, but like we're going to have to look into different content and things like that and like have things that we're doing mutually that like, you know, we're paying attention to or whatever that we can, we can talk about that are interesting to people. Um, By the way, speaking of which my um, copy of meditations, I think was stolen from my, (laughs) from my mail, from my mail. Yeah. So so some fucking hobos out there getting some Marcus Aurelius right now. (laughs) He's gonna turn his life around. He's gonna turn his life around and come back to me in two years and give me the book back. 
No, he's gonna listen to the podcast. Oh, fuck yeah, dude! He's gonna be like, if you're out there, that's all right. You, you can have if it. You're the, if you're in the if you're in the anchor network, bro, you know, it was six dollars. And actually, there's a copy of it at the office. Yeah. I should just go down there and grab it. Yeah, you know, and, and the other thing that that's interesting that I I'm curious about is if there is a like I feel like w- there are a lot of serious topics that we love talking about. But I feel like one of the great things about us in conversations is that we can always like go back to laughing about the dumbest shit. Yeah, right to some, right to some fucked up shit. Right out of it, right out of the serious shit into some fucked up, ridiculous shit. Yeah, exactly. And I and I love that about you because you kind (laughs) of go like really far both ways very quickly, and I that makes me very comfortable with you because you kind of have like perspective on it, and I don't know how to repeat that in a conversation that we're having but i think if we could bring that out it could be really fun for people if we get better to, yeah at it. you know because a lot of it is cheap you know what i mean <laughs> like, like, i think there's some value cheap. to that but and i can't not, that this is the part that i i'm somewhat concerned about is that like it's cheap but it's also really funny and like it's fun for you and me to like joke about it, it creates like a little riff we can go on for a little bit but also <laughs> Uh, I can't, I don't know if like we at this point in our lives can have our names tied to that kind of shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like we can't say some of the stuff that we say on. It's not like like we're like two PhD students that like, you know, also write for Vogue, but we're here like doing this. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a funny. I I agree, dude. I mean, I can't, dude. I I can't say anything that if my mother heard, she'd be. I know. So I wonder if that's part of the challenge. Like maybe we stick with that, uh, at least for the time being, Um, because I think to create like our dynamic and then also have it so that your mother could listen to it is an interesting and unique challenge where it makes us, it forces us maybe to be a little bit more clever, and yeah. Yeah, we can't just talk about it. Yeah, and talk about, like, I don't know, things that, like, would connect with someone like that, you know? So when they listen to it, maybe you can get away with a little more than you would if you were talking directly to her, but you're also connecting with her on, like, these things that are meaningful and she'd be interested to hear her son talk about. That's true, but I think, like, our target audience would be someone, like, who's kind of has a similar personality to us, male or female, who would be like, oh, these are actually, like, I like that they've had these conversations and they're like kind of different, but they have a lot in common and they laugh about stupid shit, but they're also interested in kind of serious shit. Like that's ideal yeah. right? for us. That's who. Yeah. Talking. but I like, feel that, would like... Like... <laughs> that would be like the coolest community of people. Right. I know we can't say a lot of the shit that we say on phone calls to each other, which is like kind of like just cathartic little kid boys well, I, being friends and fucking talking that's about one of the things shit. i love so much about like red scare is i feel like they do say things like that and if you listen to only one of their podcasts you'd be like oh my god these women are terrible people uh <laughs> but if you like yeah. get to know some of what they've written and stuff like that you're like okay like i get it um Dude, I, I want to run for public office one day. Like, that's my dream. But I can't say anything on Tree, that Dude, are you fucking like, kidding fucking me, horrible. bro? Donald Trump said grab him by the pussy, dude. Donald Trump, Donald Trump <laughs> yeah. has changed everything. He changed the game, bro. Kanye's going to be president next. Yeah, it's true. Dude, it's going to be Kanye and Michelle Obama. Next. 
2024. Dude, I love that. Dude, it's like we're we're trying to do like a social experiment to like try and see how we can put our personalities together in a communicative way and, and in a way that's like like super authentic. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like that. And I like I like that it just pushes what we talk about anyway. In a, in a, it, it like totally. pushes it to like we actually have to we have to articulate yeah. the whole and we, thing. we have to like like actually keep content too like our conversations will get they're fine to us but they'll get monotonous for other people so i feel like it forces us to look deeper into things we're interested in so we can mine different things and like um you know look at some same articles look at some same books whatever it is uh i was listening to somebody said they just like look at like three three of the same articles a week and that just makes sure they have a baseline of like shit they can riff off of. Yeah, dude, you got to get the Marcus Aurelius book because that's going to be a really good. We'll, one we'll mine that for a little bit. Yeah, we got to mine that for a little bit. But honestly, like ideally, what would be really cool is like what I told you before is if we could have people who are really like, like if we could invite some people who we know who are really Alex Trujillo and just. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> yeah let's ask him about the separation between <laughs> he's like think through it on the spot we just have, we just have Alex Trujillo as our resident millennial to come on and give the millennial perspective yeah no I don't think there's anyone from Bolt I'd want to get on except for like Ryan Breslow we would have a good time with Ryan wow that would be so fun uh, it might be too political he might not be able to like yeah. really relax unless he has. I think we shots. keep. Dude, I think like the whole point. especially early days. Yeah, yeah early that, days. Like let's just do our friends, bro. Like, like even Alex Trujillo, dude. If he wants to do yeah, it, do fine. Like I think every practice we get to do it is a chance to do it. I don't think we should be too picky about what we do. We just do it. Dude, I told. I would love to do it with yeah. my friend David, but you know, with I, he'd be, he'd be he's a really smart guy and he's been through a lot of shit. And I think there would be some really interesting stuff we could interview him. Yeah, I, let's do it, dude. Whoever you want to have on, dude. I think that, like, let's just fucking have recorded conversations with people. I've always wanted to do this. I Like, I always thought about doing it with um, I, my rides and Ubers because I end up having these fucking crazy conversations with Uber drivers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're just that. so uh, powerful for me. Like, I and I think, like, trying yeah. to bring some of that power of the talk with strangers like there is this art of of conversation with a stranger um of like making someone feel comfortable enough to share things and talk with you and being agreeable i guess agreeable enough for 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 them to want to open up and it's so it's one of the most fulfilling things in life honestly like um some of those conversations you have no idea who they are you're never gonna see them again having like a string yeah and you have like these conversations that maybe last for 30 minutes or whatever on the way to the airport and i don't know you get out of the car and you're like there's good shit in the world so to be able to to be able to replicate that bring in people who either you don't know or i don't know or whatever but we think this would be interesting i think like to me that dude honestly i just want more of that in my life you know yeah yeah, you want to hone in on that skill, which which you already are like innately really good at, which is awesome. But like the skill of like really being able to create the chemistry within a conversation about things that aren't business related yeah. is different and is just more natural, you know. 
teachers are different. Yeah, I mean, all, all the shit that I talk to, I mean, most of the time when I have these meaningful conversations with strangers, it is about, like, broader life things, you know, marriage, yeah. Uh, yeah. where they grew up, their families, their life experience, right? A, a lot of, especially, like, with Uber drivers, it's really yeah. interesting because a lot of them are um, not U.S. citizens, right? They're, they're from somewhere else in the world. Yeah. And there's so many interesting stories that people have and they, and they can open up in 30 minutes, dude, like in 30 minutes on the way to the airport, you have one of the things about this person really that is, is core to who they are as a human being. And they, they've shared it with you. Um, and I think that if we can get people to tell more stories like that and um, talk, talk yeah. about those sort of things, then it'll be really interesting for people to listen to. Yeah, dude, I think that's awesome. I, I, I totally agree with that. And I, 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 I love that as an impetus for like what, like what we're kind of striving for. But also, to me, it's, it's a lot about like things like that Naval uh, podcast that you had me listen to. So like, obviously, ostensibly, that guy is, you know, a very accomplished, a very intelligent investor. But under the surface, if you ask someone like that questions about like, what is meaningful to you in life? What are you trying to get out of? What do you value in other people? Um, like those are like, you kind of uncover like a whole other piece to someone who's been really thoughtful, who's involved in like a business in the business world that, you know, we want to be involved in, but is like, has this whole other rich life that they've thought about and they've mined. And that's the stuff that I'm really curious yeah. about. You know, that's the, that's the shit I want to know because we're, we're both me more than you. But I'm like still, you know, I'm still really tied to my faith, but like disenchanted in a lot of ways and kind of confused in a lot of ways. So I'm looking for those people who have found some of that richness in the things that we value in religion. Like that's those are the people I want to surround myself with. I want to get yeah, their nuggets. Absolutely. I was uh, I was listening to Eric Weinstein's podcast last night and I forget who he had on. Remember, I listened to a couple of his podcasts last night. I was going in deep, but one of the things they were talking about was um, there's this line I don't even know what book it's from, but uh, this guy says, What am I supposed to do with my life? Right? Like the age old question. And uh, they said, You won't be great until you learn to communicate with dead with the dead. Uh, and it's like, and it's it's just like about reading. Um, like the next scene, basically, the guy finds himself in a library after he's shipwrecked. Uh, but he, like, he, he starts looking into these, like, these, these are deep questions, right? These are things that, like, there's a much broader spectrum of ideas, uh, than we've been exposed to over our lives. And there's other ways that it's been articulated and better ways that it's been articulated. And, um, the more of that, that you can ingest, like the, the better off, you know, you'll be because you're, you're, you're it takes a while for things to click sometimes, right? Like, like, just like listening to that Naval podcast. There was so much in that, the Joe Rogan of all podcasts, um, yeah, that listening to yeah, it again, you know, you, you get more out of it. And then sometimes it's just somebody saying something a certain way or telling a story around that principle that makes it real to you. Um, or yeah, it's not like it's not like the message. It's kind of the way that it's being delivered. Kind of. Hits yeah. Or like I think one of the coolest things about getting older, I think if you're doing it right is how your mind changes over time with certain things connecting with you that didn't before. Like, you know, I've told you my like 
you know, fundamental Christian. Um, I, I, list up, I grew up listening to Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh. And, uh, you know, uh, being a Republican was being a Christian, you know, like it just the, the two things are connected. Um, and to eventually start to be really as my faith started to dwindle, my conservatism started to increase. I started to attach my personality, my political viewpoint. Um, and that became more of like spiritual yeah. to me. Cause it's also like helping people. And like, it has some of those like spiritual qualities to it. Right. Um, yes, and, totally. and then as I really started like losing my faith, I also started, I don't know, being more open, I guess, for other viewpoints or other things dude i went to the first tea party rally or the second tea party rally the biggest in atlanta georgia um and looking back on it yeah yeah looking back on it i hate that some of the people that i shared company with that day were 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 not good people you know or were like just completely misguided in their thinking um but as i as i got older like i moved to chicago and like i i started having friends and listening to stories and having more conversations with people and listening to you know other viewpoints um especially around faith and and all that stuff broke down and it's because somebody said something a certain way some story connected with me it creates like this um this new pathway that you're able to take in your mind and you're like fuck okay like maybe there's how am I really answering these questions in my mind and, and do what I think about them actually make sense? And I hope we can have conversations like that that people can connect with on that level. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man, I totally agree. I, I actually, I, I think this is like one of the things that we have in common because I also feel like when I went to Columbia, you know, I grew up in like an insular modern Orthodox home with certain ideas. And then when I went to Columbia, I was exposed to professors and other people who were living like deeply meaningful lives that were like, had such, such different beliefs. And it made me, and then just was being friends with all these different people and listening to them. And I really had to, you know, like rethink a lot of the ways that I feel like I was brought up and like all the people around me, including my four older brothers kind of thought, And like, it changed me because I was like, my, I, I I completely altered some like really core beliefs about the world. A lot, many of whom I don't think I've completely flushed out or I think I'm close to, but I think kind of what we both have in common from that is like being really open to new ideas and not being like, we fucking know the truth about like like this or that. We are like. We're like, oh, like sometimes it's not all as simple as like even like all the people you love around you have that this idea. Like flat earth, you bro. still might not believe that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's some dumb shit that you grew up with. I, I grew up with it, shit. but a lot of a lot of Christians <laughs> do succumb to that type of conspiratorial thinking. It's really interesting. Uh, but did did you see the documentary about that about the flat earth thing? No, but it's I'm really good. You should definitely it watch it because I mean it's hilarious in one respect because you like yeah, it's hilarious in one respect the because they're all like you know it's just ridiculous, right? <laughs> um, but they're trying to prove it, like they're really trying to put science behind it and prove that the Earth is flat. And of course, they they don't succeed in doing that, right? They keep trying. Um, but the point yeah. of the documentary is, what's your flat Earth that you're not letting go of? 
that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that we all have yeah. this tendency to like really believe stupid fucking things or really have like an inherent bent towards something that we haven't fleshed out fully, but we have like such strong belief about it, blind belief about it. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I like, I love experiences like that, you know, where you, where you kind of come to a, a realization. It, it, it's, it doesn't happen often, but I think this, this is how you get it is like yeah. this, way of having like empathetic conversations with people who um, are just, you know, I don't know, other people that you get beneath that surface level and they talk about, you know, what's, what's their life been like. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think there's, there's like a political, there's like an ideological level to what you're saying, but there's also like a deeply psychological personal level to that where it's kind of like what stories about, yourself do you also like did you pick up along the way from like your family or from society that you've been telling yourself that that aren't true either like that are just completely made up about you you know that could be holding you back you know we tell our stories we tell ourselves stories about ourselves absolutely i have i had this conversation with somebody in my family uh a few weeks ago and i think it's like I think especially with people of faith, they have that, that dialogue, this very like negative dialogue about themselves because fundamentally they're rejecting the truth or whatever to live their life the way they've been living it. Um, like that, that's how they see it. Right. And so yeah. there's just like this horrible guilt right. about, I've made all these terrible decisions and um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just a negative track in their mind that they keep running and running a rut around in um and i think everybody struggles with that is that that internal monologue and and then changing that narrative um or being able to to think um to be more grateful about like not only experiences you have but like, what are you today what am i doing today that's making me right. who i am right like not attaching yourself to all those negative memories or or bad things that maybe you did or whatever because you know, you thought about them enough. Like, you, you, hopefully, you learned a lesson. You know, and just move, move from there, and 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 do better. I like, I have a lot of my family in Florida that's like in that position, right, where you can get really apathetic and really in like a whole um, telling yourself those sorts of things. You know. Yeah. Then they're they're kind of like just negative things about themselves. Like, I'm just like. I'm I'm a nobody or yeah like, like comparing yourself like to other people too person. right like... yeah 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 that could be that could be you know I I'm thinking about things that like you know me or you in a really open moment might talk about what is stopping us from you know I don't know why I'm bringing this up but this is what I'm thinking about like like getting promoted within like uh, a company like we're in or like not even not even about having other people recognize it, but like what things are we telling ourselves about the type of person we are at work that's holding us back from fucking explode like exploding and like being awesome. And like maybe there's a narrative we tell ourselves at work about like the type of person that we are and like what the limits of our capabilities are when like all that's fucking bullshit based off of I think part of even why we're doing this is like ago, you know, you know, attached to that because there's opportunities to grow confidence in your life. Right. And like, sometimes you're not getting them at work and you're getting the opposite, but those op opportunities where you start to like 
recognize skill that you're getting better branch over into other aspects of your life um you know you you if you're just yeah. like out work uh, getting through it right there has to be some other skill set some other challenge take on you can see yourself excel in and I think it'll impact yeah. the other side of it, right? And I think that's part of why we why we're doing yeah. this is like to find that thing we get better at. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I I think that's a really fair point. I think that's a really fair point. I think it. I think it's also about the kind of like what we're excited about, what we can do if we do it right. Like if we were able to get there, you know, like we're like, yeah, that would actually be something unique and different, and like only something we can yeah. create. Yeah, well, know? that's one of the things I, I worry, like, I kind of worry about with it, but then I just kind of, like, I've been telling myself, like, this is just a thing for me. This thing for Noah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, I, I don't... Oh, really? I don't, need, I don't have any Lauren, idea. I don't even know who, you who I really want right Tokyo City. You, know? you, were, you were perfect the whole time. Oh, and now, it sounds now good. Going in and out. I know, dude. I have to stay right in the same exact spot yeah. on my roof. It's like 80 dude, degrees Dude, it's okay. We're, we're gonna, I have we're a terrible gonna sunburn. One hour and we're at 53 minutes. Look at that, dude. This gives you like actually some good content. Like I feel like there's dude, some I, totally. like little things we said that was decent that we could patch dude, together. There's a lot of stuff that's decent. very like I think us here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sharpen it up, dude. dude. We just gotta sharpen it up. I know. Sharpen yeah, it up. Dude. We can get on get on the horn and start chopping it dude, up. Dude, I I, I like know? what you just brought up, dude. I think what you said is a really real point about like wanting like feeling like we have an area that's like very unique that is different than most people have. And then we want to like, you know, we want to flex that for ourselves and like some confidence building way, like, it, or, you know, just be, it's, it's enjoyable, but it's also something that like, we know, you know, could go somewhere, you know, and is unique and is different. And like, we, that's, that's something nice to have and to kind of cultivate in your life. And it's so different than kind of like, our normal conversation about checkout fraud and don't forget upselling within the checkout, you know? I think that that's why it's like such a, no matter what we do, dude, I think in the corporate world is our that, right? We talk about, dude, I really want to hear what you're saying, but you're going in and out right now. Lauren, just when we were starting to get some chemistry right there. Look at that. Lauren, go back to the spot you were in before. <laughs> oh, Bubby. Now I can't hear you at all. Oh, that was, that was just so interesting. What? Oh, no. Lauren, find a spot. I don't want to have to re-record the ending of this one.